0: Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is episode 150 and it's our draft episode with our friend Lee. Uh, This is part of the Full 10 Yards NFL crossover as well, so anyone listening on that feed, uh, remember to go follow both of us uh, on Twitter at Go For Two Pod and at Full uh, 10 Yards. Uh, Lee, mate, how are you doing on this fine Thursday before you get four days off work?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very good, mate. Yeah, happy to be back. I was talking some draft stuff and yeah, like you say, four days off, can't complain about that over here in the UK, so... Yeah, no, it um, should be another good episode, mate. I'm looking forward to the, the topics that we've got. And I feel like, like we just talked about before we hit record, it's going to serve as a bit of a staging post things that we'll look back on um, after the draft as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it should be a, should be a fun one. And I I don't know if Lee's, you've told anyone this, like your partner or whatever, but I'm actually going to try and keep you to an hour this time <laughs> instead of making you stay for, a, for an hour and a half. But we'll yeah, see I'm how not, that goes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not
1: complaining. I've really enjoyed our, our previous pods, <laughs> so I'm not complaining at all.
0: I haven't de- I haven't delivered on my hour long promise for yet. <laughs> but um, plan, plan for today: we are going to go through some a little bit of rumors to start, um, a couple that maybe we've liked and, and hate. Uh, then we're going to go through some um, some trades. I've got a question to ask Lee as well about scouting. Uh, we're going to go through some trades. Who do we think could trade up, down, out of round one? Uh, maybe look at the top ten first, and then kind of do the rest of the, the round. Uh, and then we're going to end with our round one lock. So we'll go one by one, see how many we agree on, and then see if there's any others. And when we come to the week after the draft, when we talk about all these amazing picks that our teams make and that all of our rivals' terrible picks, we can <laughs> see how many uh, first round locks that we uh, we got right. So uh, let's start with rumours and uh, where else to start. About an hour before the pod, um, before we hit record, Bryce Young has now become favoured. Uh, so they're joint favourites in America. Uh, English bookies actually have Bryce Young favours, so, so that might be just because of how much money people are betting mm-hmm. over here on that certain player but uh, this has been kind of coming around because of a Lance Zerline mock I believe the Daniel Jeremiah mock um, and then also I do not know who this is but some old 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 ESPN reporter who looks about 80 apparently went live on NFL Live this morning and said that they've already decided that Bryce Young is the pick so I'll preface it by saying that these markets are quite liquid so when people bet a good amount, like if just say someone's bet $5,000 in Vegas, they will listen to that and swap the odds. But what are your thoughts on, on what we're hearing about number one overall? Is it, do you believe those scouts that they do think Bryce is number one, or do you think this is a little bit of a CJ Stroud smokescreen? I
1: think you said it right. I think last week you, you mentioned Daniel Jeremiah, and you mentioned how like plugged in is to the league and things like that. I think the same goes for Lance line, especially around the Houston yeah. area as well. Um, it's one of those things isn't it where it seems like you've got three people the three people you've just named and maybe a couple of others who are talking about this sort of thing uh, quite heavily all at the same time it just sounds like an agent has just kind of dropped something in there maybe on the advice of a team like you say um as a smokescreen. and it just seems like uh you know they're trying to spook someone into coming trading up and there's been more movement at the top there as either the panthers try and recoup some picks or or um you know spook someone into coming up and giving them a king's ransom you know so yeah, I just I don't really buy it myself. I think we've we've been the sort of same way um all the way through the weeks that we've been together doing these pods. But yeah, you know, I don't see why they would go out, out of the way to not draft CJ Stroud. I think actually that the if you'd ask me who was kind of my second favourite, I would say Richardson after his after his combine and the way that his hype has kind of grown over the past few weeks. Um I just don't see it being Bryce, to be honest with you. But, you know, it goes back to what I said. I think last week when I was talking about Frank Reich, he's kind of a threshold for quarterback size and things like that. Bryce just doesn't fit that, unfortunately. So, um, as much as I think he's the best quarterback in the draft, as you know, for the actual plane of the position, I just don't see this as a viable rumor or something that will happen. If, in, in my, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, definitely makes betting on CJ Stroud more. Um... More kind of long world, for right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and for people that are listening on the Full 10 Yards Network, we have a betting podcast that will be out next week, and we'll talk about that. But if you are someone who thinks he should go number one or that he's going to go number one, this definitely gives people a chance to bet on CJ Stroud, so that's an interesting part of it. But the only thing I'm considering is, obviously, Lance Zerline, like you said, very close to the Texans. He got both their first-round picks bang on last year, and Derek Stingley was a little bit of a kind of uh, – he was my – pick that i would have done in that position but i think in the mocks people weren't having him as high because of the it whole wasn't very well so, mocked, yeah.
1: was it yeah for sure
0: yeah so he was quite plugged in and he also uh, had the texans in the mock not picking a quarterback so my 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 opinion is like is his information valid he's like <laughs> bryce young's going number one the texans hate cj stroud's agent so they're not going to do they're not going to want to be doing a deal with him so they're maybe going to pick someone else at two that isn't a quarterback. That's the part that confuses me, but I'm not sure. I think I still feel like in his mock, if he was being truthful, for, he would have put Richardson at two. If they mm. really don't like CJ Stroud, I think the Texans would just be like, we have to pick a quarterback, let's go Richardson. Um, but I do find the, the smoke screens interesting. Um, the other one that I was going to mention um, might be on your hate or, or, or like list as well. So maybe we'll end up ticking one of yours off. But um, I like, because I've said this for months, the fact that the Colts are now apparently extremely high <laughs> on Will Levis. Uh, he is in for a draft meeting, I think it's tomorrow, uh, top 30 visit. Um, apparently they love him. Apparently one story came out that he is there in their top two quarterbacks on their board, which I found funny. Which basically means he's number two. Because if he was number one, they would have they would have announced that he was number one. So the Colts are really high on him. I listened to two podcasts that have made jokes all year saying that Will Levis is a Colt. That is <laughs> going to happen. Uh, I kind of agree that I think he is a Colt. What do you think of the the kind of rumors that Levis heating up at, at probably number four rather than trading up to, to three.
1: I mean, there's a couple of aspects of it, isn't there? There is the aspect that you could completely buy into it and you could think, yeah, Chris Ballard would probably do something like that. It's probably where the jokes have come from on these pods that you've been listening to. And, you know, it's not too out of the realms possibility either on the second hand of this because, you know, they are picking four if they don't want to trade up, which would they have done it by now, you know, three weeks out from the draft or whatever it is, probably. You know, are they just kind of settling and thinking, well, there's no chance we're going to get, a b or c so let's settle for d and like we talked about last week it almost seems like levis is the one that's kind of slipping down richardson's like almost like the clear three now so it's one of those things isn't it where they think well we might as well pump up our guy because we're probably going to get him he's probably going to fall to us and then we can say how you know how well it worked out for us and what geniuses we are if and when it does work because you know these other three teams picked the other three quarterbacks ahead of us and we got our guy and we always pumped him up and we always pretended that he was our number one do you know what I mean? It's one of those things, isn't it, yeah. where are they kind of uh, making them, or hoping to make themselves look really, really clever in a few weeks' time or in a few months' time you know, after this, the season and he's played relatively well and he seems like he's going to be the guy in Indianapolis. I don't know, but I don't know. I, for me, I think it goes back to what we said last week. I, I don't think he um, is maybe worthy of that in different quarterback years. He's probably not worthy of that pick, the number four pick. Um, you know, they could trade back as well, couldn't they, as we'll kind of maybe discuss later yeah, on or discuss later on. And maybe still get him, so we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I like that um, for the Colts <laughs> anyway. I mean, as a other team in the AFC fan, I I like it because yeah, it yeah. means a quarterback that's going to be in our conference is not as good as our quarterback and our team's respectively. So from that respect, I like it, but not like it for the Colts. So as a Colts fan, I don't think I'd be too happy unless it's a trade back and all that sort of stuff. And then it becomes yeah. like you know what's the compensation and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I think Jags fans will like it, especially yeah, as, like a, yeah, you know,
0: for sure. as a division rival. But yeah, mm. I, I'm not sure. I, I like it because I've been predicting it. But yeah, I'm with you that I wouldn't want it to happen. It all depends who goes number three as well. If there's no trade at number three and you pick him over Richardson, I just think that's a stupid thing to do, especially for franchise like that. I know they need to win now, but you can buy yourself an extra time and say, look, we picked the QB. He's probably not going to play much in year one. But the ceilings there and almost buy yourself two years with mm. Richardson as a GM. But if you then pick Levis, who's like we've said a million times on the pod, two years older, not as good, ceiling's not as high. There's an argument the floor's lower as well. And I think that's not a great pick for for Ballard, but mm. we'll see. So yeah, that's two QB rumors to uh, start with. Let's go over to, to your list then. Um let's start positive because we didn't like we right. don't like Will Levis. So <laughs> we'll go for one oh.
1: when you like. So for me, I've got, um, probably I've touched upon a couple that we've already kind of touched upon already. But my like one is um, just about that number three pick. And that, that I like the Cardinals and the fact that they're advertising this as a pretty open market for their number three pick. Because at the end yeah. of the day, they know that uh, two quarterbacks are going to go, almost certainly before them. And they're now basically in control of the non-quarterback draft. And I think you'd be stupid you know, not to advertise that, especially as... A team with so many holes as the Cardinals have got, obviously they, for better or worse, they've got their quarterback. I don't think it's a great move from, you know, playing point of view or a financial point of view, but that's another subject altogether. <laughs> you know, they're obviously yeah. wedded to Kyler, um, so you know, why not try and shop around? It's almost like what the Bears were like a few months ago when they were shopping them one pick. Um, and the other thing as well, like why I like it for the Cardinals is, you know, because of the how much control they've got and what they need to recruit. You know, they could just orchestrate a small trade back and probably still get the same guy they might have got at three anyway. You know, especially if it's a quarterback who's going to be taken before them. Again, they've got no interest in that sort of thing. So, you know, if they slide back to five, Seahawks come up, they want Anthony Richardson, they're probably going to still get one of the defensive players that they really like on the top of their board, which, you know, you're only just gaining free draft capital almost for that, (laughs) aren't you? You know, same with the Lions. You know, they're going back to six, you know, if that happens. Um, I don't want to just reveal all of our content because we're going to talk about trades later on. I don't want to talk about all the teams that might come up. But I, I like the Cardinals that they're out there asking people to give them an offer.
0: Yeah, and I think there's actually an argument to say they've got the worst roster in the NFL, which is crazy because they've had quite a lot of capital. They had quite a lot of cash. Yeah, uh, They got one of the luckiest trades ever, getting DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder when he was healthy. Mm. Now, now, obviously, a second round is not not a good decision for Hopkins because of his age and his injuries and his salary. But at the time, that was an amazing pick, amazing yeah. trade, sorry. Yeah. Um, they had two top 23 picks, but they ended up both going linebacker. So they kind two, of wasted two completely those.
1: They're different linebackers as well. Not even like yeah. any sort of coherent plan there. Just, yeah, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. They, Byron Murphy, I think, is a really good player. They just let him walk and he's like one of their only good players. So for me, I think when I looked yesterday, they've got the best odds to have the worst record if that makes sense so they are the worst team in the nfl and i'd probably agree with that that they're the worst team in the nfl so if you're them i know will anderson is good but is will anderson just say the team trades up and will Anderson goes at four or five and you don't get him and you're the cardinals and you probably gain at least two picks is the drop off from anderson to whoever you get seven just call it plus two extra players that you desperately need is that like a is that a massive gap for me no i don't think Will anderson is as much as like uh he's the greatest edge rusher we've ever seen mm-hmm. in the draft i don't think he's that level of player if you have to worry so yeah, yeah. i agree i be, I think if they make the trade they're silly the problem for them is they're desperate so i think the offers they get especially if it's someone that wants to trade up for a non-quarterback just a couple of picks maybe if they love anderson i don't think they'll get a great offer but i still think even if it's an average offer you have to take it because I just personally think their roster's not good enough at the moment. So, yeah, right. I'm with you. I wouldn't trade out the top 10, but we'll talk about trades a little bit later. But, mm. um, yeah, I do think that they should be making that trade. And they're talking about it all the time, which is positive. And it's a new front office, so they yeah. might not make those decisions that they that they made. Um, let's go for a rumour that you uh, that
1: you hate them. So, my bet. dislike one, we kind of talked about a second ago. It's the Texans that, that might not use a second overall pick on a TV. <laughs> what yeah. like you up there with the cardinals as one of the worst rosters in the nfl you know for top level talent at least i think they've they've had a reasonable free agency the car the uh, Texans, sorry, and they've brought in a lot of mid-level free agents to kind of raise the floor but they need some cherries on the top in the draft you know they need to go out there and get talent in the draft and at the end of the day like what they're going to do roll with davis mills again and just kind of like kick the can down the road surely like when they've hired D'Amico Ryans this is their moment to go you know they've kind of been cycling through head coaches year after year you know for a couple of years just one and done you know everyone wanted D'Amico Ryans everyone sort of respects him around the league and what he's done is kind of on that upward trajectory he looks like the the guy to take the Texans forward and then you're just not going to take a quarterback like I understand it's not a great quarterback class in a quarterback draft and you know As much as these guys aren't what we've been talking about, you know, what we've been coming out in the recent years. And maybe you don't want Bryce Young, but, you know, Anthony Richardson's right there. And as much as he's not a sure thing, I think you said it really well before when you said his floor might be higher than Will Levis. And that's probably because of the running power, right? That he's got. And you almost become um, an offensive weapon rather than a quarterback, you know, while you kind of suss it out. We saw that a little bit with Lamar Jackson, although Lamar was more of an advanced passer than Richardson is now. But, you know, if you use him correctly, then you've you've got it right there, and you know they're coming from San Francisco's system. You know it's heavily run based, and he could do a lot of those things and probably be quite successful early on without being an incredible passer. So just take him instead. Don't not use it on a quarterback. You know everyone's saying it with Bryce Young. We've been talking about being Bryce Young, even if you don't like Bryce Young. You know the agent thing is really interesting. What you've been talking about for a couple of weeks. Just take Richardson. Don't not take a quarterback. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. I don't I don't see what the direction would be because. Pretty much similar to what you've been talking about with the Cardinals. They need a lot, you know. So what they're going to yeah, do? Yeah, they they're had some good French tri- sure and yeah, that's it. Sorry, oh. on, call on. I'm I'm almost ranting now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they they did have a good free entry as well, but are a lot of them are one year deals. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's no long, there's not much long term kind of future to the roster apart from maybe. I know he's older, but a great left tackle. But aside from that, it's like okay, Damien Pierce is a good player, but he's only a running back. Not to be harsh on running backs, yeah. but four years, he might be off the roster. So, hmm. yeah, I, I would agree that they need a lot of things. And I just feel like you need to kind of get the quarterback right so you can then build the rest of the team for them. Hmm. Um, they're not in the same position that, that Cardinals are with the quarterback that they've paid loads of money and they yeah. think he's yeah. the guy. Uh, the only counterpoint would be pick a non-QB. As soon as the draft's finished, offer Lamar Jackson a massive contract <laughs> that you fully guaranteed. that you think that uh, that you think the, the Ravens won't match because it's fully guaranteed. That would be the only thing. But there's been no rumors linking them with him at all. So no. it seems like it's more of a case of let's just tank one more year and get Caleb Williams or May next year. But you know what the NFL's is like. They, they could somehow luck into the third worst record, have the third pick, and then the first two teams desperately need a quarterback and they don't even get this May or Caleb Williams and they're left with, like, my boy Spencer Rattler. So, um, <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit with you there that i think they should take one i am not against them actually taking richardson with whoever's left at two bryce or cj because mm-hmm. i think they rebuild so long that he gives you that extra it doesn't he matter that, right yeah yeah rather than maybe a team like if the seahawks did it of course they've got a year to wait for richardson but do you know what I mean they've got someone there to go right now? And I think for Richardson, he can kind of learn on the job and play if he goes to a team like the Texans. But mm. yeah, we'll see. I- I'm with you. I don't think they should do that. The only way I'd accept it is if straight after the draft it was like Texans have offered Lamar Jackson six years, 300 million <laughs> fully guaranteed, and then I'd be like, wow, it's a bold move, but uh, but I would like it. But yeah, do you see, think you'd do that now? just
1: as like an abstract point? Do you think Lamar would take that offer? To play in Houston. Yeah. You know, it's not a good team, but obviously he's got the guaranteed money He's gonna be, you know getting that massive contract
0: yeah it's uh, income tax is free i think as well isn't it there um yeah i'm not sure because the owner obviously it's not a good owner and the issues with Deshaun sean watson i know most of them issues are him but uh they definitely facilitated whatever happened oh, yeah. yeah and i feel like if you're lamar jackson he seems like a great person so there might be a case of no i don't want to do it do that but he also might do it because he just forces the ravens to match and maybe he wants to play there and he's like right i can do that but mm. yeah we'll see i think more likely they would just try and tank another year and they would somehow muck the tank up like they did this year <laughs> and and not get a qb but we'll, we'll see um one that i actually like trying to take the off-field stuff away from it is the the fact that his agent as in Jalen carter's came out this week and said that he's not going to fall outside the top 10. Mm. I originally saw the news that he was declining meetings and I was like, oh my God, this could be a massive slide because teams aren't going to like them doing that. And then when his uh, agent went on the Pat McAfee show and said, oh no, the only reason we've done that is because I asked them, are you going to trade into the top 10? And they said, no, we don't want to trade up. And they said, well, we're going to decline meetings because we've had, he said multiple promises from top 10 teams okay. and he's one of the big best agents in the in the league so for yeah, me sure. that just screams the eagles to me it screams the raiders <laughs> it screams the lions um so i like the fact that he's probably going to go where he deserves in terms of talent if you can get your head around the off the field stuff mm-hmm. and what he did with the, the car situation is extremely stupid but all the other stuff we've heard is a lot of locker room like he's just a bit of a bit of a dickhead basically yeah yeah, yeah. and i know that's not ideal but it's not like he hasn't got domestic violence issues he hasn't been arrested multiple times it is a little bit more like one terrible issue that hopefully he can get over and 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 he can never do that again and then the rest is all like locker room stuff so for Mm me i quite like the fact that he's still going to go in the top 10 if you're happy with his off-field stuff um but originally when i saw it i was like oh it could be a slide and then his agent literally the next hour had an interview and was like now we've had multiple promises from the top ten, so yeah, I think Jalen Carton in the top ten makes that top ten more interesting. I think mm. for for viewers like us,
1: yeah, for sure. He, he's he's actually I've got a different spin on this, um, but yeah, like you say, Drew how the agent, has come out heavily backed his boy, hasn't he, and backed him, backed him to get like say a top ten pick. So, um and you know, going off the film, like you say, it's it's completely there. It's kind of, it, it, it's yeah. almost one of those things where you just think, well, how can he, how can he not? Do you know what I mean? But obviously, you know, there's off, all this off the field stuff and the the uh, physical stuff that we've talked about as well from the pro day and, and all that sort true, of stuff yeah. but you know i i my actual thing was uh, that the raiders i read that the raiders weren't interested and he's he's off their board which is interesting but i because he would have been one of these teams they would have been one of these teams that would have thought, yeah, yeah they'd be definitely all over it but you know like i say there's going to be enough takers you know there's there's mocks from before the trade out of number one that had him mocked to the bears number one you know could he fall to the bears at number nine and they still get him I don't think that's out the Romans possibility. The Eagles would absolutely take him if he fell to 10. because uh, I don't think yeah. they'd care one bit. And you know, there's, there's Detroit there, right? You know, who who could take him at six as well. There's multiple Pete Carroll's never never uh, shied away from taking someone with a bit of a history as well. So I don't I don't doubt this at all. Um that there's multiple offers in the top ten picks or multiple promises in the top ten picks that he'll get taken. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's good. I think it, I like it. I actually liked it because I didn't want him to go to the Raiders. and I think you probably emphasize, uh, sorry, empathize with that as well. Uh, but yeah, I, yes. I think this is this is a great situation for him. He's obviously picked the right agent, and he's uh, he's got heavily backed, which is is uh, not out, outlandish in any shape or form.
0: No, and he is yeah. That is a big thing. People don't really realize that he has picked a great agent. Mm. And like CJ Stroud, not to bring it back to that same topic, but maybe hasn't picked the best agent because of what's happened with the last agent. That's the, that agent His only major quarterback has had the biggest legal issue in the world. And I know those two players are completely different, but part of me would be like, mm, can I just go with someone else who maybe doesn't have <laughs> that record? And like half the teams don't hate. Um, yeah. Whereas I do think picking drew Rosenhouse is a great decision. Like he got Tyree kill that trade. He got Devontae Adams, his trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very, very good agent. And yeah, and going back to the Raiders, when I first saw the Raiders story I thought oh no there must be more we don't know because if a team like the Raiders doesn't want him then, <laughs> yeah, then, then I was like yeah but then I um I did hear an interview with um I think it's uh, Michael Lombardi who was his son works for the Raiders and he seemed to indicate that they had those they had the Arnett pick who obviously has been arrested 3 times now and then Ruggs who had that terrible terrible accident yeah, that he yeah, caused so. and then the owner is probably like guys top 10 <laughs> we cannot pick anyone who's ever be, who's got legal issues i just refuse to and then because that's the, the owners get more involved with the top 10 pick than they will with pick 50 mm. in the draft they don't care about pick 50 but they care yeah. about seventh overall so yeah um i am glad that he's not going to be a raider he he actually would suit that team perfectly he well. would definitely yeah for sure that's yeah, a really good point about
1: the owner as well and their the kind of recent history it's not gone well has it so yeah it's a great point point. Mm.
0: No, and he's not some crazy, crazy billionaire who just can throw money at everything. That's a family-owned business for him. So he's like, mm. "Guys, I can't keep shelling out tens of millions <laughs> on coaching staffs and legal issues. I need mm. you to, to sort it out for me." But um, yeah,
1: are there any more uh, rumors that you either like or dislike? You I'll, to I'll just skim over, skim over the the other couple that I've got. So um, one that I did like, um, player, player and quarterback fit was Zay Flowers is being heavily, heavily linked to the Pats, and um, he got off the plane from his Vegas visit. Got the red eye over to Boston. Got picked up Bill O'Brien. Apparently spent like the whole day with him, like teaching the playbook. So I think that says wow. that you know if they're teaching the playbook at this early stage, and if he reaches them uh, in the mid-teens, I think is net. So I think if he reaches them, then he'll be he'll be the Pat's pick, and I think it's a really good fit. I think you know Mac Jones. Can throw a nice deep ball and I think Zay Flowers will be getting himself under them and it gives the Pats a bit of juice as well so not that I'm the biggest New England fan I just thought that was a really nice fit and <laughs> how much they're invested in Zay Flowers by the sounds of things because you know it's not, not the first time that he's been with a visit or been in contact with those guys so yeah I, I kind of like that from a fit point of view
0: Yeah and they probably play Juju outside a bit more I guess there mm. and let Zay work inside if he can Yeah I think that's a good one I think his draft position for betting is 21.5 because uh, the Chargers are twenty-one, yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's almost interesting because you can say under, and have like the Eagles have the Chargers, uh, and then obviously there's other teams like Commanders if they want to get rid of Curtis Samuel people like that. There's options there, so yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a it's a good one. Um, I wonder if he's even worth the first wide receiver drafted prop because I don't think one's going to go in the top ten. No, and uh... then you then you're just like, will the Titans or Texans pick one at eleven or twelve? But yeah, I do like that that fit with. Uh, fit with Zay. I saw a lot of people mocking JSN to them as well, which I think, again, also makes sense. And Zay maybe doesn't have that injury history that JSN has, so that would make a lot of sense. Um, One that I liked just quickly was um, Anton Harrison has now been linked with the Chiefs quite a lot. He's had two meetings (laughs) with them. Uh, And I will be surprised if he's there at 31 from my own mocks, but everything I'm reading, the amount of times like really big analysts have him or Quentin Johnson or Darnell Wright at 30 31 32 that those range if they do two round mocks it feels like one of them is going to be there so yeah it seems like the chiefs do like anton harrison a bit more of a left tackle than a right tackle but yeah um yeah good young prospects so that was another one that, that i liked um what's the other ones on I was, the yeah team? i was actually going to
1: ask you about that that was my kind of question once we were kind of um petering out with this this uh topic but yeah just giving my two other ones that i dislike as first rounds i'll kind of combine them because they're the same flavor really it's uh the linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas uh, been <laughs> rumored as a first rounder. Just don't Giants. see it. We'll obviously um, we'll obviously talk about first round locks. Spoiler, spoiler alert: he's not there, and no linebackers <laughs> are on my list. And um, you know he's he's come from Alabama, gone to Arkansas. He's been more of an edge in, at times, and you know now he's converted to full time linebacker. Just don't see it as a first-round talent, a good player, but not a first-rounder. And then, obviously, one we've talked about uh, previously as well, Will McDonald being being kind of moving up those boards now into the first-round consideration in some rumours. So, again, don't see that. I know that um, our friend Jack Brentnell uh, from the Jets, we we had a three-way discussion about this on Twitter. And I know you're big fans of him, both of you, and I'm a big fan of him as well, just not in that range at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that in the first round. To be fair, uh, I have seen giants picking him a lot in mocks, which I uh, which I found interesting. But um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good shout. It's funny how many like random picks from like twenty four to thirty one we're seeing. Like the the player names now are just completely changing. Like Josh yeah. Downs is now getting a lot of hype again after mm. seemingly getting none. We could go Jaylen Hyatt's now not getting mocked in the first. Nothing. I feel like we are seeing those last six or seven picks just. All over the place at the moment, aren't we?
1: People just don't know, do they? People are probably going through this same sort of exercise that we're going through when they're doing their mocks, where they've got their locks, and then they've got you know maybe a few handful of spots, maybe a touch more, where they just don't know and they're struggling. Maybe they've been, you know it's like one of the talks about on our first pod, you know, mocks are sometimes just for throwing out different scenarios as well. So maybe yeah. they're doing that, but it's, it's getting down to crunch time now. You know, we're well into April now, and it's sort of time to nail your colours to the mass If you think a player's going somewhere, then start. You know, it's not about
0: scenarios now as much. Yeah, I did watch a live mock the other day and I got to pick 30 and the guy picked Jalen Hyatt and was like, Jalen Hyatt will not go to the Eagles at 30. But I couldn't mm. have a first round mock where Jalen Hyatt didn't go in the first round. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do there. And like his co-host was laughing and his co-host was like, chucking like other names. Like, no, they'd pick Adi Bawari. They'd pick, I can't remember who else he chucked at them, like three or four linemen. And he was like, mm. I need to get Hyatt in the mock <laughs> so i'm putting him at 30 and i was like okay i respect the uh i respect the effort there um the uh the question you're going to ask me was that if
1: i like anton harrison
0: was it, it was yeah it
1: was going to be kind of like what's your thoughts on it because i saw that as well and yeah i just want to get your kind of perspective on it yeah
0: i prefer darnell right if i had the choice but i've seen three or four mocks this week from really respective guys that have him going like i think 19 to the bucks was one that i saw obviously they're going to move worse to, to left tackle, it looks like yeah. Commanders again. I've seen him mock there, so yeah. If i he's not my first choice, but I much prefer him to um, Dewan Jones, like, much prefer. He's only 21, he's the youngest. We didn't want to do that, yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. My issue was it depends if the Chiefs are being honest about Jawan Taylor because <laughs> Anton Harrison's only played left tackle, so if you then draft him, who's really young, and move him to right. You're moving a right tackle to left.
1: <laughs> yeah, doesn't make it sense. It's a necessary shuffle, right?
0: Yeah, but if they're using it as a smoke screen because maybe they love Anton Harrison and that's their guy, then I, I don't mind it because I think he could be a good left tackle. Um, hmm. And if he plays next to Joe Tooney, it makes sense because he is a young guy, so he's going to struggle in year one, I think. But yeah, I like him. Um, I prefer him to. I prefer him to trading up, and I prefer him to DeWan Jones. But I probably prefer Darnell Wright there. Uh, or just draft whatever wide receiver falls and take my guy Blake from uh, BYU and make <laughs> yeah, him right, play right, right tackle. Uh We'll see. Um but yeah, Chiefs have had three top 30 visits all with tackles. Um which I find interesting. Um it's you not like we need, desperately need
1: another tackle, yeah.
0: We need about 10 wide receivers though, Lee. This is my <laughs> current current drama, but we'll uh, we'll see. It's not Chiefs pod unfortunately. Um <laughs> cool i had one question then before we go into to trade so um a listener josh messaged me and who liked the pod and uh, never really done the draft stuff he likes the ravens watches the ravens but never really gone through any kind of scouting stuff and this is the first mm-hmm. one he's listened to so he asked um you guys have said that up to the combine if not after your grades are kind of locked but his question to you was do you add any more players to your scouting list so you've got x amount of weeks gap between combine and now you're not going to change your grades much, like you said in, in week yeah. one. But do you then add more players to this to be like, oh, I've got five weeks left here. I haven't scouted these 10 players that did well at the combine. Let me do them. Or do you kind of just say, no, I've done 100 players. That's it?
1: Um, it, it Maybe a couple, but no more than that, really. You know, in the past years, when we've been working on, for example, the full 10 hours draft guide that we've done the past couple of years, where I've been yeah. obviously heavily involved in that, and I've gone through my whole process, and, you know, I might have done, you know, Hand, you know a lot of players let's just say um then you know you're kind of fatigued by this point and you're just like well the combine's done the pro, the vast majority of the pro days are done i'm pretty much done um but there are a couple you know when you do get these rumors that come up and you think you know i've oh, never heard of this guy maybe they're from an fcs school for example or they're just um someone that just bursts onto the scene um, because you know these analysts you know these pro analysts are still looking at absolutely everyone trying to scrape everyone off you know absolutely everyone because no one wants to be second to a guy right everyone's trying to be first no matter what no matter how late in the process yeah. it is you know and if you do spot someone that is um you know kind of takes fancy maybe a team uh, sorry your team needs that position or whatever and you think you know maybe late in the th- you know the third day or something we can pick this guy up so maybe they like one or two um for example you know i'll give you an example that i was thinking of before when you kind of put the uh the running order down there. Um, I was listening to the athletic football uh, show, and they were doing their prospects to pros with uh, Andy Staples and Dane Brugler, and I can't remember who the guest was on this week. But they were talking about um, this sort of thing, and they talked about uh, Mate Mapu from Sacramento State. Never heard of him before this pod. I think it was like Monday's pod. So I was like, well, you know, if they're talking about him, they're talking about him in quite glowing terms as well. You know, I have to go and see if I can get some film on this guy. Obviously, it's quite difficult to get Sacramento, skate, sacramento <laughs> State tape, um, which it has seemed like it. So trying to get some YouTube highlights or whatever. You know, the Chargers probably need a linebacker. So it's one of those things where I might try and seek him out. Will I do a, a you know, a formal grading on him? Probably not, because I'm probably not going to have enough tape for someone not, you know, at that level. Um, but another one, you know, like um, another guy who I've just picked up today, actually just before the pod, I was doing a bit of research. And I saw a charges rumor, uh, someone called Nikki Remigio from wide receiver for Fresno State. Apparently big return guy, looked up his stats, massive return stats, you know, averaging both on punts and kicks between 15 and 20 yards per return. Chargers dying wow. for a, a uh returner. It's definitely <laughs> someone that we might be interested in. So again, might seek out some Fresno State tape at some point later on this evening. So it's only yeah. these like little couple that you'd add, you know, maybe like I said, maybe not even do a formal grading on them, but you may be um, you know, someone for the draft guide, for example, we we had a couple of guys who we had, um, or you know, season list, for example, and uh, you know, heavily rumored to be going, you know, this time of year, heavily rumored to be going in the first round. Shit, we've not actually done them for the draft guide, so we better uh, you know, knock something up really quickly and get like a bit of an edit done in there for like a second draft that we can just add in there. So it does happen, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not going to be adding tens of players in April, no. So it's uh, it's a yeah. whatever you feel like kind of process at this stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, and touch on that, I'd, I would agree. I'd say some of it depends on your process as well. So like you said, I am going to, for my team personally, I am going to, I might not necessarily add it to my grade because I'm not going to watch the players they're playing against, but I will go watch a player that Chiefs have a top 30 visit just for fun. Yeah, but I'm probably sure. not going to put them through the process. And then, but apart from last year, I was part of a laugh dra- live draft show and there was a lot of rumours of, um, obviously, Cole Strange was one, Um, and I'd only done one watch on him and Mm. when you're doing something like that then I was trying to cram last minute because I was almost asking people we wanted someone on the live stream that had done most of the players that could go in the top five rounds so one of us had to kind of do all these sort of players so yeah i think it kind of depends on your process if you're doing it for fun um then i think when you get to this time of year you're kind of you've kind of watched so much film you're just like right exactly exactly a little bit now um but yeah the only thing i'd add is like you do get the people that just have crazy pro days that (laughs) i as someone who loves the numbers i do then have to go and watch and be like can I see anything on this film to
1: uh Yeah, does that match up up? what you've seen? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and the only example that um fun example that I had was Bryce Ford Wheaton, who is from West Virginia, ran a four three seven. Um never heard of him, never watched him. And I similar to you actually, um I think Mike Renner was the guest on this athletic show you were talking about, and he was a guest. Yes, you're right, um, actually, yeah. Yeah, he had um, – I can't remember his name now. The guy who runs a senior bowl, completely um, naggy. He, he had him here. on a podcast. Yeah, he had him on a podcast. And someone he said that someone told him that Bryce Ford Wheaton was a round two wide receiver in the league who's got a pick, so a GM basically. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, I'd like to go watch him. So I went back and watched him and was just like, yeah, okay, he's not a round two receiver, but I can see how he's <laughs> going to take the top off. So, yeah, you do add a couple, but I would say majority, if you're not done by the combine, then the combine's kind of just tipping you over the edge with, with your mm. – uh, with your final grades um otherwise we'll be scouting players 365 days a year which uh no <laughs> yeah, one, no I,
1: one. I, I always need some time off after the draft I, I generally just like decompress from football for maybe like the whole of may maybe a little bit into june and just don't do anything don't watch anything don't do any podcasts really and just kind of have some time off because you need it you know it's so time and labor intensive this sort of process
0: yeah especially if you enjoy watching college football i'm not actually yeah. a college football watcher really i'm more i just scout it for the nfl for, for fun for this so mm-hmm. uh, i won't really sit there and watch games on saturdays but my co-host normally patrick he loves it so he's watching mm-hmm. saturday nights he's watching sundays he's watching monday night football and i'm like yeah, yeah <laughs> when it gets to this time of year it's you kind of burn
1: out a little bit but and yeah, you know you've got you know you've got other people in your life that you need to satisfy with a bit of time spent <laughs> with them as well don't you so yeah it's a it's a yeah. tough uh, year-round sort of job i guess
0: Yeah, by people like that, you mean Luka Doncic and uh, Javier (laughs) Grazia from League. That's who who Lee means. Um, Cool, let's go on to trades then. Um, Historically, with mock drafts, I saw one today that had nine trades in. And I would say trading in mock drafts and trading in round one, extremely popular, I've done it. My final mock will definitely have trades in. But Mm. I think a lot less trades happen Than what people think, and a lot more happen in the first ten picks and in the last ten picks than they kind of do in those middling rounds. So, um, I wanted to kind of go. Who we'll go through the the top to start with and talk about talk about trade. So one and two, uh, Carolina and Texans. I assume we're both going to agree that they're going to stick there and they're just going to pick those picks, aren't we?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Cool.
0: Hundred percent. Pick pick three. We've spoken about a little bit. Um. Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm in the camp. We both agree they should trade. I actually am in the camp that I do think a trade will happen because I just think even if the offer isn't as good as maybe previous years and they're not wowed, that I think as long as they're not falling out of the top 10, they will do it because they realise their roster is so bad. Yeah. You, I know you think they should do it, but are you pretty confident they will at this
1: point after everything you've, you've heard for the Cardinals? I think you earlier on i think you hit the nail on the head really i think they don't have to really get a massive offer to be able to do this because their roster's so bad and they could just accumulate picks and maybe pick the same player i think as yeah. long as they don't drop out of this top seven i think they'd yeah. be pretty pretty okay and they'll still get a good defensive player especially if we get a situation where it's uh four quarterbacks in the first four picks you know you're still going to get a top three defensive player on the board and that's really what the cardinals need because. Again, I think you nailed it earlier on when you said like, the difference between like Will Anderson and like the next best defensive player. If you add on a bunch of other picks that they'll get, then the drop-off for them in their process and their timeline is not that big of a deal. So, yeah, I think they should do it. And I, like you said, I'm in complete agreement with, with you on like the process and the the compensation that they might get. And it might seem a bit underwhelming, but it's kind of what they need to just take, really.
0: Yeah, and it all depends how far you go back. They go back to pick five might get a second, I don't know, a third. If they go back to pick eight, they might get two seconds. So um, yes, Or even a first, if it's for a quarterback. But yeah, I just think they need to to do it. And what people kind of forget is we all love Will Anderson, but their grade for Will Anderson might be better than Gonzalez, it might be better than Tyree, but it could be very close. And they're just like, wow, we get five extra picks, or three extra picks, and we get to pick someone who's almost the same. And obviously, me and you might say Anderson's way better, but they don't care. If their grade is the same, their grade's the same. So, um, yeah, I think they'll probably do it. Pick four, obviously the Colts. This is an interesting one because there is talk of a uh, Hendon-Hooker trade down. Hmm. Um The Will Levis hype's definitely increased this week. So my opinion is, I think you lose your job if you trade out here and don't pick a quarterback. Or, or if you're going to keep this pick, pick another player that isn't a quarterback and then trade back in for Hooker later, I wouldn't do that. But if they do that that's up to them but for me there's no way they would trade from four i just think it's too good of a pick for a team that needs players like they do in good positions as well how many times have we said that all oh, their best players are in non viable positions mm-hmm. they need they need a top player in one of these top positions and they need a quarterback so for me i think the colts are going to be sticking that sticking at four
1: yeah i think so i don't think you know they have a huge urgency you know they've made all the noises say that they they kind of like levis and if they like have to take him at number four because all the three have gone then like i said before they've got their guy and they've obviously given themselves in the media at least their option of taking hen and hooker obviously if the top three go and they don't like levis as much as maybe they've been making out and they like hooker and they want to do that but it's a trade back isn't it but um yeah i think the likelihood is that they just stick there as you say i don't think they're they're gonna do too much and and um, yeah, they've got that early second round pick as well to pick up a pretty good player as well. So as much as they do need some elite players, I think they've got plenty of avenues that they can go down to get that.
0: Yeah, yeah, not agree. I, I just do think he's going to take a quarterback. Um, mm. it's just and it, easy and it won't be. Do. Yeah, it is. Especially if you do like Will Evers. If he's close in your grading, it's just you're just silly not to mm. to do it. Um, and then picks five through 10 then. So obviously anyone who doesn't know the order, Seattle at five, Lions at six. Uh, Vegas at seven, the Falcons at eight, the Bears now at nine after that Carolina trade, and then the Eagles at 10, um, which is still amazing that they've got the 10th pick, thanks to, uh, to Mickey Loomis over there mm. in uh, New Orleans. Um, what are we thinking about any of these teams? Obviously, you've got Seattle and Detroit who are laughing. They are One's a playoff team, one's a near playoff team. This is not their picks and they both do need a quarterback long-term, but they also have a quarterback that can probably get in the NFC playoffs. So they're they're unique. Yeah. You have Vegas, who need a quarterback. The Falcons, who need one, but don't seem to want one. The Bears, who aren't, prob- <laughs> the Bears, who aren't probably going to trade. And then Philly, who have got this crazy luxury at picking number 10, but also trade back every year. Which kind of pick or picks are you most confident won't be staying with those five teams come draft night? It's tough
1: because I feel like, five six and seven all have like an equal chance like i can see it you know i can see them all maybe making a small move up if they really fall in love with the guy because like you yeah. say seattle and detroit in particular have got that luxury of having like a second first round pick where they probably won't be able to get one of the quarterbacks so if they really fall in love with someone they've got to be making arizona an offer and it kind of is the other half of the conversation that we've just had about arizona i guess um, Vegas don't have that urgency. They've got Garoppolo, we talked about that last week, how they can maybe have a do-over next year and see how that goes. And like, you know, they're in that division where they're probably not gonna make the playoffs out of it. So, you know, they've got maybe a bit of time on the side as long as the owner will give it the coaching staff. Um, who's got the biggest balls out of this? I mean, Detroit, you know, they're kind of all in, really, aren't they, with their philosophy, Dan Campbell kind of leading that and making that team in his image. You know, maybe yeah. they're the most likely because yeah, yeah. Seattle have got all the other picks that they've got, so they maybe don't see, them as, see uh, as much urgency because they've got other the avenues to go down again, like I say. So maybe Detroit, maybe I would say, are the most likely to move up.
0: Yeah, I think Seattle as well are quite prone to, to trading back. Um, mm. Yeah, very true. We, we were- makes sense to talk about it now but they've also got pick 20 um hmm. i would be surprised if one of those two picks is not a trade back just with the way they work they love to trade back and yeah get multiple picks it's the kind of the new england way and um that franchise has been run very similarly over the years. so i do think they trade back on one pick but yeah if they want a quarterback then why not trade to three with one and then trade back with 20 and you can probably recoup similar assets and have a quarterback so i do think that makes sense the falcons i think should do it but just
1: i actually what, I like why Ritter, do you think they're still... just not bothered about anything they're not bothered about leban jackson they don't seem to be bothered about doing like they can't love jess from ridder that much i mean i like jess from don't get it wrong but again <laughs> they've got a, they've got a holy roster that needs a lot of pieces and they just don't seem bothered about doing anything
0: and they've got veterans who free agency, though calais campbell seven million guaranteed that is a weird move for him and them like, yeah, he is a very much like 40 year old guy, win now, and he's gone to the Falcons. So, I don't mm. maybe they think they're further ahead than, than they are, but um, yeah, I don't know. When Arthur Bank came out and had the whole interview, he was like, Oh, yeah, the reason we wouldn't offer Lamar the same contract we offered to Sean was because obviously Lamar's had some injuries, and we're worried that his health he's missed a lot of practices. I'm like, What the other guy <laughs> was like nearly going to prison, and you want my foot in this deal, so yeah, yeah I have no really clue what the sounds. Falcons falcons are doing i have seen multiple mocks with Bijan at eight to the falcons as well yeah. and if they pick a running back at eight with no quarterback <laughs> they'll be crazy good on madden because they're gonna have three absolute <laughs> units but on offense but yeah i don't know i, I think they just badly run uh, and my problem with them is the coaching staff for three years in now what well, will be um and if they don't have a winning record this year then he's gonna go and it's kind of like okay, well, we're building this team in his image as well. And it yeah. just feels like, why not yeah, Why not give him a quarterback? But you never know. Maybe he himself loves Ritter, and he's telling the, the the owner, no, no, Ritter's the guy, and I think he'll be a good starter. And he's obviously cheap. But, yeah, I think they're just a badly run team that made a mistake with Watson last year, and then this year they've kind of panicked and gone ultra-conservative. And I just don't know what their plans are. Obviously, <laughs> ninth for the Bears. In an ideal world, I think the Bears probably do miss out on the best defensive players where they're going to pick now at nine. I think maybe top eight is where you want to be. Um, But they're going to get the tackle of their choice at pick number nine for me. So I know Vegas could pick a tackle, but even if Vegas pick a tackle, you're going to get the second best tackle on the board. You're probably going to have a chance to draft the best guard if you think Skaronsky's a guard, or the best right tackle if you think Paris Johnson goes to to Vegas. So I think the Bears stick. And then, yeah, for me, I think the Eagles are the most likely to trade in the top 10 because I think they'll trade back um they're very analytically driven trading mm. back's a good thing they will trade back on one of the picks we'll talk about the other one later because i've got a question to ask you about some people trading back into round one but um i think the eagles are quite likely at 10 to trade back uh, unless there's someone that they absolutely love there because they seem to trade back every year and still get great players
1: yeah yeah you spot on like the eagles like they say it's, it's there in the history isn't it so unless like you say they, yeah. they really want someone you know they, you know nolan smith maybe might be there fit really nicely there just keep refreshing that defensive line uh well, it's a bit edge obviously but you know that defensive tilt unit that front seven you know maybe they do that and maybe they trade out of thirty, like we'll talk about later but yeah i think like you say i think you spot on again
0: um cool next kind of group of picks then um detroit are at 18 so i'll go before then so we've got tennessee houston jets uh new england patriots green bay washington and then pittsburgh We've got teams there that love to trade back. New England love to trade back. Pittsburgh love to trade back. Um, and then we've got the Tennessee Titans, who are very, very rumoured on a quarterback. Yeah, Do you see any movement coming from, from this area? Because I do think uh, they could get quite interesting on draft night in this little group.
1: That's the underrated one, isn't it? The, the, we haven't really talked about this, but it could have fit into a couple of things that we talked about earlier. The Titans potentially rumoured to want to come up and potentially go as high as three. That's a big leap, and you know, going back to our Cardinals conversation, that's a big drop for the Cardinals to have to go from three to 11, and probably wouldn't serve that purpose very well. So, it might be difficult for Tennessee to find a dance partner in that scenario because you know, none of those teams that we just talked about in the top 10 want to trade down really, apart from maybe the Colts in this and Hooker scenario. Uh, but again, like, the Tennessee want to go up and trade whatever they have to trade for the fourth quarterback in the draft or the third quarterback in the draft? Probably not. Um,
0: yeah, so, what yeah, happens what happens if you. they go if they go, Colts, you love a veteran. You love old quarterbacks. We've got the guy for you. Let's go to four. Give you <laughs> Tannehill. Uh we'll give you loads of picks. You can trade back. You can get Hendon Hooker in round two, like you really want, and Ryan <laughs> Tannehill can teach him for for year one. A- any chance that uh Chris Ballard <laughs> takes a nice Ryan Tannehill plus three first package to move back to eleven?
1: Uh, I mean that's, that's if I don't know. Chris Ballard's like not got a lot of job security as at this point. So, is he going to get to use those three first round picks that you've just given him? I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, well, I try. mean, on the face of it, it, it's a pretty attractive offer. But like I say, you, you, in a vacuum, it's a good offer. But you know, in real life, when people have got job security issues and things like that, I don't know. But especially in the division as well, that's another sort of aspect of that as well. But you know, it's it's interesting to think. I mean, it's got to have come from somewhere because these Tennessee rumors definitely have started quite a lot recently. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I feel like they may make some more move, but it could be Hooker, and the Hooker in round two, and they might not even trade and just mm. pick someone in round two. That's not a stupid thing to do if you're Tennessee, because you you'd have to spend a million picks to get up from uh, from pick 11. Well, yeah, um, they're 41,
1: aren't they, in the second round. And, you know, we we talked about it when we talked about quarterbacks a couple of weeks ago. There's there's massive drop-off, and you're not really going to get that many quarterbacks taken in round two, round three, maybe. So you can place it pretty wherever you are in the sort of middle of the start middle of round two, and think, well, we're probably going to get whoever we want there. So forty-one might be a good spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's not out of range for a, for a trade up. Um, yeah, we've got Jets, Pats, loads of teams that could trade back, mm-hmm. um, and then we've got Tampa, Seattle with their second-round pick, I think. Second first round pick. I Think we both think they might trade trade back there. Detroit again. Their second round second first round pick. Detroit could trade up or down. Brad Holmes is very aggressive. He could easily, if he keeps that pick in in the top five and sorry top six, and then doesn't trade up, he could always trade up with pick eighteen if he loves. I don't know whoever falls to whatever position. He's like, wow, well, let's just trade up three picks to
1: hmm.
0: I don't know Green Bay and get the player of our dreams, whoever that may be. But um, yeah, I think they can move around. Uh, and then we've got. The kind of next bunch was I just don't think teams would trade up for a quarterback here, which is, um, like I said, Seattle, Chargers, Baltimore. Um, you'll know more about the Chargers than me. I don't think Baltimore will will do much just because of the Lamar Jackson place. I think they're going to kind of probably stay pat there. Any chance you think a team like the Chargers could move around in that first round? Uh, similar to Jacksonville, I guess. Teams that have got their quarterbacks aren't going to pick one there. There's a bit of a drop-off from probably pick 15 to pick kind of 30. Mm. Do you think they could trade
1: back at all those two teams? Um the Chargers have never traded back under Tom Telesco, so that's in 10 years. So the history books say no. However, there's a school thought amongst fans now that you know that it wouldn't be a bad time or a bad place to trade back. So um uh, because we're in that kind of no man's land in, in the 20s. So you're not going to get a first round player on your board. Uh, we kind of fell into this trap with Jerry tillery a few years ago although it was a little <laughs> bit later than this, you know. And are you then just going to accumulate a couple of picks and maybe get the same level player than what you would have done? So it just kind of makes good business sense. Like you say, analytics sort of says that's a good thing to do. And they're definitely becoming more analytically minded under Brandon Staley. However, it, the history books just tells me it's just not likely. You know, it'll just rather just say, take their player, get what they can um, out of that player and, and not really worry about it until the, the later rounds for, for trading around.
0: Yeah, I was trying to look to see what the most... Uh what the most mocked player was as well. Um, Because I do agree with you, there's a little bit of a fall off there. Uh, So Zay Flowers is actually the top choice. Mm. Uh, And then Bijon, Bijon, and uh, Jordan Addison next. uh, Austin Eckler basically said that yesterday that he feels like he's going to have to play for the Chargers next season. That's what his representatives are telling him. So I think the the Bijon dream or nightmare, depending on which school you're in, (laughs) is probably dead. But yeah, I think... Zay Flowers, Jordan Allison make a lot of sense there. And I then just think, what's the point of trading back to pick 34 and then having to pick, I don't know, Tank Dell? It's like, mm, (laughs) I could have just got Zay Flowers. So, yeah, I I can't see them doing it. The Jags, they've had no money all offseason, so they haven't had a chance to pick whoever they want. So I do Mm. feel like if they like a couple of players, like a cluster of players in that area, they'll just stay pat because they want to pick whatever position they need. Cause like I said, they've had no money to to spend. And then we get, uh, the end of the first. So giants are 25, Dallas, 26, uh, Dallas won't trade back. Cause they're not smart enough, but <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, so Buffalo, true. twenty, Buffalo 27, Cincinnati, 28, saints, 29, Eagles, the 30, chiefs 31. Now we have the giants there who are now run by a Buffalo, um, ex staff member, obviously in Joe Shane. They love mm. trading back. The bills love trading back. Um, the Eagles love trading back. So that's three teams there. And I do feel like the other three teams are a little bit more stupid. Uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Cowboys, sorry, four. They're not going to trade back. There's way more chance that the Saints decide to package some ridiculous uh, amount of seconds and move up five picks to draft someone because the Saints are the Saints. But do you see any of those teams trading back and um, for, a, for for someone to come up for a quarterback? Because there are quarterback-needy teams from like pick 35 through 40. There's a few options in there
1: that could uh, could trade back. You're right. It kind of becomes the repeat, doesn't it? There's the Colts at 35, the Seahawks, uh, Raiders at 37 and 38. Um, the Saints aren't going to do it with Derek Carr, I guess, but then you get, you know, you get Tennessee again cropping up at, at 41, as we've kind of said. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it, where it almost happens every single year because you want that fifth-year option. However, it goes back to what we just said a second ago, isn't it, really? And the fact that there's quite a drop-off. You know, it's not that, you know, unless you get that Will Levis that's sliding, for example. You know, he's then reaching the 20s because no one else has kind of bitten. Then do Buffalo get an offer at 27, you know, for someone coming up? I think it would take that because if it kind of goes, that there's four quarterbacks taken within the first round. Let's say I'm not going to say top 10 or whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point. You know, if it's kind of then you're trading up for Hendon Hooker in the late 20s, then probably not going to happen, I would say. Because like I said before, you can kind of probably just stand pat, like you say, and um, take him in the 40s at some point.
0: Yeah. I, I also think the Falcons, again, if they're screening it, they're pick 42. Jets have got two picks in the second round. One of them going to become the Packers pick, and the Packers want to trade probably. up. I think, yeah, yeah, I do feel like that. There's a couple of options if someone does like Cooker or Levis. If I don't know if you're staying up this year to watch the draft, but if we get to pick 20, the pick is in, and it's not, and we'll Levis on the board now, and you're at 21. I know you'll be sat at home like Chargers. Come on, someone is going to trade you a f- probably a second round
1: pick. For Will Levis. Just yeah, trade back sure. and do it. Yeah. And that's what we, I'll be like. We need that at this point, you know. Um, we need that that second mid-round pick because we do have a few holes to fill. We don't have loads of holes to fill, but you know, another top hundred pick, top 75 pick would, would definitely be welcome for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um cool. All right, I'm gonna make you
0: pick then. So first round trades from today's date. So if someone trades one next week, we'll include it. How many picks do you think? by the time the Chiefs pick at 31 and it's 5am and they pick a player that I don't like and I'm fuming, how many first-round trades are going to happen between now and then, would you say? On average, I believe there's five a year on draft
1: night. Okay, let's work work through it really kind of briefly. Let's go. There's going to be a trade for three. Let's say that.
0: Okay, that's one.
1: And There's probably going to be a trade back um, for the Eagles at 10, potentially. So that's maybe two. Then we're going to take a little bit of a skip Maybe, maybe you know, an underrated one might be that we kind of did skip over a little bit. Maybe the uh Vikings want to trade up a little bit to get ahead of maybe like Tampa Bay or something like that.
0: Yeah, if as well,
1: yeah, if something like that happens, so maybe let's say maybe something like that three and then maybe one towards the end of the fourth round. Uh, sorry, the first round. So let's say four, let's say four. Ooh. Okay, you're going four.
0: I'm gonna go agent of chaos. I don't want to prices right you, um, so I'm gonna go <laughs> agent of chaos and say there's gonna be six, because I think oh, wow, someone's okay. gonna, I think someone's gonna make a random one in the middle. So commanders, jets, someone like that are gonna trade so back. just He's like a little to... jump
1: up just to get someone that they really
0: like. Yeah, of thing. yeah. Or trade back if you're the jets and you're like, we're gonna to have to trade two seconds for Aaron Rodgers. He's probably gonna retire. He's going to convert all our players to some random cult, so we need an extra pick. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for six. Um, part of that is for chaos because I'm staying up all night. So I'm going to go for. I want uh, it to happen. Yeah, I want it to happen. I want the Chiefs to trade out, and every other Chiefs fan in the world to hate it because the draft's in Kansas City this year. So they want the Chiefs to. Pick oh yeah, that you, would just,
1: that would just be. People would not hate great it. for people that went there. Yeah, and, and if you're in the
0: U. That. Yeah, if you're in the UK as well, pick that's at five a.m. Mm. I would love it because I'd be like, give me more picks, but everyone else would hate it. So I'm going to uh, go for six. <laughs> Hopefully the Chiefs are the uh, are the sixth. Uh, let's go first round locks then. Okay. Um, so we're going to go position group um, and then say, okay, right, how many are locks? And if we disagree, I'll write the disagreements in there and then we'll see how many, uh, how many we've got so far. Okay. So we'll go quarterbacks first. Uh, I think – I think there's going to be four. I think you're probably the same. No, I've
1: only got three. I'm not locking in Levis.
0: Oh, it's just because okay. it's just
1: because I don't know. Like to say that they're a lock, I think I've got to be certain. But there's a lot of people saying that he's sliding, and that slide could go on. And I don't know. I guess we have kind of just been talking about trade scenarios where that could be a lock. But to say that he's a lock, I'm not. I'm just not 100 percent certain. Mm-hmm. I'm just not 100 <laughs> percent certain. So I'm not locking him in. I like it. Uh, running backs, I have one. Yeah, you? same. We don't have to talk about that too much because that is obvious.
0: Yeah, I could see someone trading up for Gibbs, but I don't think he's a he's a lock. Okay, so that's you're on four. I'm on five so far. Yeah, uh, let's go. Offensive lineman as a whole. Okay, because um, I don't think any guards go. Um, so for tackles, I have. Um, Actually, you tell me who your tackles are and then, rather than me saying more all the time. Who so have you got well? I've, got,
1: I've got five offensive linemen overall, but four tackles because I do have an okay. interior guy. So I've got Dewan Jones, Skronski, I'm going to call him a tackle just for the purpose of this argument. Yeah, uh, and then Parrish, Johnson and Broderick Jones. I think i have got four four tackles there.
0: Okay, I've got five tackles because I think Anton Harrison is going to be in the first going to round. Going for
1: the Chiefs at 31. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> so I'm going to go for five uh you're
1: going for 4 who's your interior is it the center yeah it's john michael schmitz yeah i think he's going to go because there's you know, center's an important position i think someone in the 20s or or want to take him yeah so i'd
0: love to say that but i'm going to go i'm going to keep him off my lock list so that's 9 for you so far 10 for me and uh i've gone levis you haven't you've gone schmitz yeah. um wide receivers then so i've gone um zay flowers not not in any order but zay flowers JSN, Quinton Johnson. Oh, um, okay.
1: And I—that's my only three. Oh, really? Nuts. Okay, so we've got the same amount. We just don't have the same guys. So I've got flowers. Like I say, I think seeing him heavily linked with the Pats in recent times almost makes me feel like it's nailed on. Uh, JSN, we talked about last week. Um, you know, we both got a first round grade on him. I don't see him escaping the first round at all, uh, despite the injury from the pre- previous season. And my third one is actually Jordan Addison. Um yeah, I thought so. I've linked I've seen him linked a lot to the Chargers. Um, I wouldn't love it as we kind of talked about, but he's talked about how our wide receiver coach, who used to be Pitt's wide receiver coach, he recruited him to Maryland and then Pitt. Um he's talked about um wanting to play for the Chargers in, you know, wanting to play in that offense, wanting to play with Justin Herbert. I just feel like there's a lot of open conversations where he's name-dropping the charges a lot. and I just feel like he must have got some sort of guarantee from mm. from someone. I don't know. So You're convincing like, me here. Yeah? I just feel <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm locking in Jordan Addison. I would not be surprised if he's a Charger. You're
0: convincing me. Maybe i change my pick. Mm. Yeah, by the way, I, did you hear that Josh Downs today came out? He's got no top 30 visits. And it was described. Oh, cool. It was described as from Rappaport that he has one of the cleanest draft profiles on record, and that teams love him and don't feel the need to bring him in. And I was there, like, oh my mm. god, someone promised him the first round, but I decided to keep him off the locks. But I was like, come on, Chiefs, do not be promising no five foot six guy <laughs> first round lock. But uh, we'll see. And I don't I thought, know.
1: That sounds odd to me. Like, that that sounds yeah. really odd. Like, surely, and if all NFL teams do due diligence on. One. Uh, yeah, sounds right. negative even, to me, not positive. Even in the
0: tweet, it said uh he's got NFL blood for, from his family. And they're like, what a random tweet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's either got a promise or he's sliding dramatically. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. tight, tight end then. So I almost feel like I'm going to put Addison in now. But tight end. <laughs> um Definitely going to go Kincaid. I think that's a lock. I think Mayor's a lock. I think that's it. For that's, me. It. For that's it for
1: me as well i as much as i love daniel washington it's well documented everywhere i go but i just can't lock him in because you know there's just going to be teams that just don't love or don't see the upside that i do and i i know i almost like kind of very self-aware about how much i'm pumping up this guy and <laughs> i know that other people might not see that the same as i do so i'm kind of being self-aware and not locking him in
0: yeah, well, I was tr- gonna try and lock my boy Sam Laporta in, as you well know. So, um,
1: <laughs> you, you, my my God, man! You've been uh, driving that train over the past few days on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Everywhere I see on Twitter, though, people like it more and more. Uh, but then oh, I yeah. did see, I did see the same person also like um, uh, the guy from Cincinnati. I think it's Wiley. Oh, Wiley! Right yeah, him. yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, not high on him. So I was okay. kind of like, this kind of kills my, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was there like, oh, what a great ranking, Sam Laporta too. And I was like, oh, look at number four though. I was like, oh, <laughs> not, not ideal. But um, okay, so that's all our locks for offense then. So if I cave to myself and say Addison as well, that's 14 <laughs> for you and 16 for me. Okay. Um, the dif- the differences are Schmitz, Levis and Quinton Johnson. hmm um, so far, so defense, then let's go split them up and go end and defensive tackle. So, or interior, okay. I guess. So, interior, oh, I'm gonna go for one. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna go for Carter only, and I'm gonna leave Cansey and Smith off the list. So, I'm gonna go for one,
1: and th- that's Marzi Smith, just to be. Be clear. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Okay, no, fine. Was, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I've actually got three, so I've actually got more than you in this one for the first time. I've got Jalen Carter. Brian Brzee, I think, is is going to be a locked first-rounder. And, oh, uh, yeah, I've got Kalajic Kansi as well.
0: Yeah. I can't remember who I was listening to, and they were like... People, like the NFL is not as high on Kansi and I can't remember if it was someone, it was obviously someone that like I trusted and I was like oh is he going to fall out because the, the person did follow up and was like we all comparing to Aaron Donald but people forget that Aaron Donald was extremely small in college and he's now mm. the biggest man in the world and yeah. I was like, okay, that, that is a great point
1: Okay, I so feel now like we're with, tar- I feel like with Kansi it's one of those things where someone will take the most athletic defensive tackle they've ever seen
0: yeah, maybe the Eagles, to be honest. Pick 30. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say that they're definitely a shout. So that's 17 each now. Um, clearly showing my bias to offense with. Uh, <laughs> oh, <and defense. laughs> um, so, defensive end then, how many have, uh, have you got and who are
1: they? So, I've got four. I've got oh. Will Anderson, Miles Murphy, yeah. although he's oddly still on the slide, even though he's like absolutely destroyed his pro day the other day. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I've got Nolan Smith as well.
0: Okay. So, that's four. Yeah, is that the same as my four? Because I've got my four on my phone for some reason. I miss this position off. Um, yeah, I feel like that's going to be the four. I desperately, desperately want to say. No, I don't want to say. I can't say my friend Will McDonald's, but everyone, <laughs> everyone's calling him. Oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm. I have got someone else. Sorry, I've got five because I've got Lucas Van Ness as well. Okay, so that's our that's our difference. So you're that's twenty one for you twenty two for me. I'm see I'm more positive. I don't know if this reflects our NFL <laughs> our <laughs> NFL personalities <laughs> or not. Yeah. Um okay, so Van Ness. Uh so next position, linebackers, we've both got zero, right? Zero. Yeah, no, no. no. Zero. Um okay, cool. So let's go we'll end on corners because they're fun. So we'll go safeties. Do you have any safeties? Nope. Yeah, no, same. Quite a shame actually, because last year's safety class was yeah, really? actually no. Actually, no. What am I meaning I haven't got a safety? Am I classing Brian Branch as a safety or a slot, though? If I'm classing him as a safety, then I've got Brian Branch. You're you're locking in Brian Branch? I'm locking in Brian Branch. One of the least athletic people you're ever going to see in your life (laughs) Going the first round. But I think he has got the New England Patriots if they don't go wide receiver written all over him if they trade back. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to go Branch. Okay. We'll see. And then corners. I'd be interested to see this because... I watched someone else do this similar segment and they were all over the place between Banks and um Cam Smith who me and you like but the NFL seems to, to not like. How many uh corners have you got and who are they?
1: I got five. So I've got a lot. Ooh. We saw we've that. seen a lot we've seen a lot of corners go early in recent times. I've got, I've got Christine Gonzalez, uh, I've yeah, got Witherspoon, same. I've got Joey yeah. Porter Jr., even though I don't understand that as we kind of discussed. And then I've <laughs> got Banks and I've got Julius Brents from Kansas State as well.
0: Oh, you are chucking a random one in there. From where's the uh, where's the love coming from for him?
1: Oh, the, I mean, Banks and and Brents both destroyed the combine, didn't they? And I feel like they're going to get moved up. Corners, are obviously, really important, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of teams that just stack corners. We're one of them. Um, so I just feel like <laughs> there's just going to be a bit of a run, maybe um, in the first round. And um, you know, with all the other, I mean, this is the position that I've included the most of. You know, I don't feel like there's going to be any linebackers potentially. I don't feel like there's going to be many running backs, um, you know, drafted in the first round. Safety again is a blank, you know, maybe one, like we say. So, you know, there's got to be filled somehow, right? So I feel like it's going to be corners.
0: Yeah. So I've only got four. So I'm not going for Brent's. Uh, and I was debating our guy, Cam Smith. But Cam Smith. Yeah. For me, easy first round lock if I was picking, but. I don't read any mocks that have him anywhere near. Like, no, this is it. This in. is it.
1: Like, if Which, it, if, uh, if we were GMs, we'd be like trading up for him, battling each other <laughs> to trade up. But
0: yeah, not. I'm not a big fan of Dante Banks either. I'm not not a big fan, but I'm not as high on other people. And he has gone crazy. He's going higher and higher. I'm just saying like yeah, sixteen to Washington is like a common mock now, and that's quite early for me. So
1: yeah, yeah I mean, like I said, I'm not maybe on board with these being first round mocks. Like I. Obviously, feel like NFL teams might do this, but I wouldn't yeah. pick even in the first round. But I wouldn't pick Joey Porter in the first round either, but that does seem even more of a lock. I just think that's like an NFL kind of like you know, heritage bloodline kind of thing as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I've just realised, did you have Darnell Wright in the first round? No, I didn't, know. Okay, so I'm... I could not lock him in because of the right again, tackle sho- thing. I'm showing my offensive bias here. Well, I think uh, I
1: you know we talked about it, didn't we? I think he's a really good player. I think that the left-right thing isn't as big of a deal, but I feel like NFL teams, some NFL yeah. teams will feel it is. So I, I felt like I couldn't lock him in. Like I think if it was my locks versus what I actually think, which is what I've given, I think it'd be a little yeah, bit different. Same. But um, yeah, we, we're kind of going off the real thing here, aren't we? So yeah, I couldn't yeah. lock him in.
0: And he was bad when he played left tackle. He's actually yeah, exactly. as well. That's mm-hmm. going to be that's going to be a bit
1: of a red flag for some teams, definitely
0: it'd almost be better for his career if he played right the whole time, never tried. And everyone went, you know what? He can definitely play left tackle if he gets into a good team, but because he's tried it and failed in a weird offense, everyone's like, mm. Mm, nah, not for me. Um, okay, cool. So that means uh, you have 26 okay. out of 31 picks as locks. <laughs> I have 27. Uh, and the differences are you've gone for Schmitz, Brian Brzee, um, See, and then Brent's. I've gone for Darnell Wright, Will Levis, Quinton Johnson, uh, Van Ness, and then I've also gone for Brian Brown, which is probably going to be the one that I regret. So, <laughs> po- popular names, and that we haven't included, I'd say the most popular is probably uh, Osiris Torrance. He is quite, he's like 27 on the consensus board. Mm. Uh, Mazze Smith, who we mentioned. Will McDonald, who always gets picked at 31. Uh, and then I think Jamar Gibbs, Cam Smith. And then DeWan Jones as well, which is an interesting one. Did you have any thought on Dewan Jones going in there? A lot of people seem to like him. Yeah, I've got Dewan Jones.
1: Uh, Do you have Dewan Jones as well, did you? Yeah, I did, oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah sorry, Anton Harris.
0: Yeah, Anton Harrison was the one you didn't have, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. I I mean, Anton Harrison, like you say, I think he's got a lot of things going for him. I think he's a good tackle. He's young, like you said before, but I just don't think he's of the level that you would have um, maybe down. Uh, And, you know, for people like Broderick Jones and Johnson, and then Dwan Jones, I think because he's such, like, a unique body type, I just think that someone will kind of take him, especially, you know, in the the right scheme. Skronsky, like you say, has got that guard... guard um flexibility harrison's got a lot going for him in terms of like being a left tackle and all that sort of stuff but i just don't think he's at that level so i just find it difficult to lock him in yeah
0: the the highest person on the consensus board that we locked in was uh was Brent by quite quite a distance <laughs> he's like 59 on the consensus board now. oh right okay um, yeah quite high and then B J gelari was the edge that i was tr- thinking of and i decided against it um because the NFL doesn't seem to love him,
1: but I absolutely love him. But They didn't love his brother either. And like His nah. brother was my edge one in that year a couple of years ago, um, Aziz Ojolari, yeah. if no one knows, he played for the Giants. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's as high as him. as I. As, like The NFL is, sorry, as high as him as we were on Aziz. So he went in the second round. So it's, it's hard to see.
0: Yeah, it's hard to see. And people keep dr- mocking uh, Keon White as well from Georgia Tech above him. And I'm like... Yeah, another one I just... N-
1: don't yeah. really get
0: to be honest no no i don't get i was so desperately trying to put five tight ends in round one of my uh looks, <laughs> but i uh, couldn't do it if this was a top 40 maybe top 50 i think i'd have every tight end in the world going but um
1: <laughs> stay, have, yeah. yeah six well we said six or seven didn't we, between us so yeah i think yeah. it's it's possible
0: probably um cool nice all right so that is trades you've gone for four i've gone for six and then you've got 26 locks i got 27 so uh we'll see on draft night how uh how, how we get on um plan for next week we're gonna i think we're gonna do our first mock um well, I haven't decided which way around we'll do it if we do what we think will happen or what we want to happen we'll see maybe it makes more sense to do what we want to happen week one and then the second mock make it up. Yeah, then switch it up, but um, we'll see. Um, one of us is gonna have to pick for both our teams for odds and even, so we'll <laughs> we'll flip a coin next week. And uh, yeah, sounds see, good. Sounds good. So you can do that. Um, cool. So remember, everyone listening, thanks for listening. Go follow us. Uh, so the go for two pod is at go for two pod on Twitter. Um, at full ten yards on for for the NFL for the ten yards group. Um, is at Wakefield 90 for Lee and then at underscore Liam Horsley for me. Um, I believe the draft guide you're a part of, mate, is coming out tomorrow. Is that right? From what I yeah, saw that's right. Today? Um
1: Jack dropped a little tweet earlier on about lunchtime today, just saying that he wants to release it this weekend, uh, with a couple of little sneak peeks. So, yeah, if you want to kind of see that, go over to at the jetsuite nfl, I think it is. Um, and yeah, have a look at that. There's some good articles in there from from some um, you know, some players that aren't necessarily going to be the most obvious players in the world, but that's going to be good for broadening everyone's horizons, I think. And then obviously you've got everyone's grades in there as well, which um, I'm excited to dig into myself, actually, because I've only written an article for it. I've not actually done any scouting for the Scouting Guide. So, yeah, should be a great piece of literature.
0: Yeah, I think Jack did an article about his boy, Darnell Washington as well, which is, yeah. uh, which is good. Who did you write about? Because your sneak peek was in there as well, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, mine uh, was Tyree Wilson. Which is a bit of a backstory uh, of Tyree Wilson, and it's quite a cool little story. Kind of nice to dig into that, and kind of you know see some of the off-field stuff, which is a really cool part of the draft as well.
0: Nice. He may be the edge one in the class from, from rumors today, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it should be a good piece. There's some really good writers, not just Lee. There's multiple people on that site that are that are really good. Jack himself as well seems to have mm, turned into excellent. a graphic de- graphic designer overnight and <laughs> done a good job with it from what I've seen. So yeah, that's definitely one to go get. Um, we'll be back next week I think me and Patrick are going to record a normal episode non-draft focus uh, the start of the week and then me and Lee will be back at the, at the end of the week so yeah thanks again Lee mate for, for joining us no and uh, we'll speak to you all next week <laughs>